What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. Another two-man episode today. No Cody once again. Uh, but we wanted to get this episode out prior to the Bucks blazers game uh, this Wednesday night, uh, tomorrow, as you are watching this, because that is obviously the return of Damian Lillard. It's going to be the most hyped-up game for the Blazers this entire season. And it's a game I wanted to kind of do a little preview on and probably... Uh, in the next couple of days, we'll come out with another one, maybe just recapping it, whether that's a podcast, whether that's just a straight up YouTube video, you will see some form post game thoughts of that game. Um, but yeah, it's been two weeks since we had our last podcast. So there's a lot to talk about a little bit of improvement from Aiton, some more trade rumors popping up a little lottery check in. I'll let Wes choose where we go first. Um, how are you doing on this fine morning? We're recording this kind of early morning today. Yeah, this is a little bit of a change here going in the morning. We usually record late, late at night. We usually record late so Cody can get on Yeah, since Cody's on the West Coast and we're on the East Coast. But um, I'm I'm doing good. Um, I've been enjoying watching the team recently. Uh, we've kind of had a softer schedule recently getting like Houston, San Antonio. I know we lost San Antonio. And then we played the Sixers last night. No, uh, Maxi or Embiid, which was mm-hmm. surprising to me. I guess they thought they could still win, which they probably should be still winning with that. Yeah, but. I'm pretty sure they were still favorites, and we were like, I want to say it was like they were six point favorites still that game. Um, yeah, but the boys played well last night, and you said I get to start where we go first. Yeah, you you take your pick. All right. Well, I'm gonna start with a guy that I want to talk about who we've definitely talked about on this podcast. And he, he started as like this, the shiny trade piece. And then he kind of lost his luster and people were really questioning, like, are we going to trade this dude at the deadline? Which of course, when you're a bad team, like we are, of course, no one is safe right now. Like, like except for scoot, scoot and Shaden are safe. Like theoretically this guy could get traded, but he's mm-hmm. not going to. So, and that's Deandre. Aiton. I'm just going to read you his past four games, starting with the overtime win against Houston, which was a fun game. I watched that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Against Houston, he goes 18 and 17. Then against San Antonio, against Wimbenyama, he goes 20 and 12. Against the Bulls, he goes 22 and 12. And then last night, he goes 18 and 6 against Philly. And yes, he, yes he's just shooting the ball better, you know, but he looks more engaged. I think, um, you know, if you, if you were looking at Aiton's stock almost, I think the stock hit rock bottom when he went the ice. I think, and also when he said, uh, I'm a max, I'm, I'm a max player and I'm going to like, I don't even remember the context of that quote, but that kind of rubbed some blazer fans the wrong way. Right. So his stock with, an, I don't want to say an all time low, but at least for his time in Portland, it was, it was getting close to the, to the yearly low and he has bounced back dramatically and it's been it's been great to see so i don't know what your thoughts on Aiton are if if unless you just want to dive in more specifically or I, honestly you give me your thoughts what are your thoughts on deandre Aiden right now yeah i wrote down in my just little notes that i made just prior to the podcast on the things i wanted to talk about just i wrote Aiton improving question mark and then I put his stats also last four games to round that out it's 19 and a half points 11.8 rebounds in the last four games um I think I 
I obviously the last podcast when we were talking about Aiden was more on the negative side while you were more on the positive wait and see let's give him time this is a bad situation you were on that side and I think I'm starting to kind of come on to your side a little bit I'm still not fully like it doesn't like matter what he does you want to see this type of play like that's if he's if he didn't have this these four games then I would still be fully not against him but you know not having the most confidence in him, I guess I'll say. But him improving, this whole ice situation, max player, I got nothing to prove left. It's kind of behind us. Hopefully that was just kind of a minor speed bump. I know some of that obviously was out of his control, but that comment he made was really weird. Like, I got nothing to prove in this league. That was probably not something you should be saying after you just were struggling. I think for... I like I want to go read the whole interview slash full yeah. quote because of course you know media personalities can use a quote and kind of create a narrative around it. So I mean, I, what he said is what he said. Like I don't think you can be like that's not what he meant. But mm-hmm. I'm just curious the the um the context. But to his defense, he has been. I don't want to say he's been playing like a max player, but he's definitely playing closer to a max player than he had been. Yeah, I, I know it's only four games. I definitely think he's looked a lot better. He's looks like he's just playing with more swag, for lack of a better word. He's obviously shooting the ball better. Like you said, he's shooting like 65% from the field over the last four games. And then just overall, he's just looked more engaged. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of – we know what Aiden can do when he is fully engaged. Like he can be honestly like in his sleep be a 14 and 11 player. He can put yeah. Nurk's averages – in his sleep. He can score that and rebound that in his sleep. Nurk was averaging always like 15 and 10, 14 and 11, something like that. But when he's locked in and engaged, he can be a 20 and 12 guy consistently. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, and just the whole vibe around the Blazers has definitely been a lot better the last couple of games. We won three out of our last five. That road trip where we lost by 60 to the Thunder, 30 to the Timberwolves. That was disgusting. Um, there was a lot of talk about like, let's can Chauncey while we can, because it was really bad. And we saw, I mean, two coaches have been fired slash let go in the last couple weeks. We saw obviously the Bucks fire Adrian Griffin, which was crazy. But I mean, we've seen things like that before with LeBron led teams. So I guess you're just right. Seeing, yeah, seeing Giannis turn into a LeBron type of guy where he's just like, I always want what I want. And if you're the Bucks, you have to do that. But then we also saw the Wizards coach get fired, and I think that's more comparable to the Blazers. Um, yeah. So it's Aiden. Aiden's been great, obviously. I've in, enjoyed watching the last four games for sure, and even going back a couple games before that, he looked pretty good. Yeah, I think I think the um, the term engaged is kind of the the key here because. <laughs> Of course, when we watch basketball and when y'all watch basketball, uh, you know, when fans in general watch basketball, is you, we just automatically assume that every player is giving 100% all the time, which is just not the case. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. I can assure you that Jordan Poole is not giving. I'm singling out Jordan Poole because it's Jordan Poole. So, you know, not not all players' effort is, is equal, unfortunately. So seeing Aiden engage and having the stats follow that up, um, it's great. And you were saying shooting like 65%, which to me, that's, that's great because if you can live in that range with the shot selection he takes, I mean, the dude takes a lot of like jumpers, 
Yeah, like, like you would call them tough shots for a big kind man. of those those pick and pops at the elbow. Like if you're shooting anywhere north of fifty percent on like mid rangers, you know, I think I mean you're eligible for 50, 40, 90 if you're doing it at the line and three point line. So I think Aiden has been good. I think engaged is the word because I don't know if you watched the Bulls game. I, I didn't watch the, yeah. I don't know if you saw the start where he just literally spiked Kobe White's layup. Like like I want to see things like that. Like spiked it. It was crazy. It was it wasn't as good as Wendy's like spike on on Ant. Oh my that. gosh, yeah, that was I that saw one, that making the rounds. That one was bad. Um speaking but of Ant, I think by the way. All sorry. You go ahead and you finish up, but I wanna I wanna quickly touch on Ant when we're done with Aiden. Yeah. Um well to 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 segue into Ant, I think another thing is Aiden's chemistry with the guards has gotten better. And I think he's having a nice run. Now we're going to get into this later. I think Brogdon's a big part of that. And the team vibes are great because Brogdon's playing well. Mm-hmm. And he's like, actually, I think Brogdon's enjoying playing with these guys. Like finally, like he's probably like Scoot's not literally fumbling the, the tip not off. utter cheeks now. It's not utter trash, but great chance Brogdon's not here by the time mm-hmm. the deadline is over. So, you know, vibes, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but we're going to ride them out for now because it's going well. Also, I just before we go to Ant, Ke- Kevin's not been in the booth for a minute. Yeah, I think he has COVID. That's what he's, I saw. He's COVID. Like, well, and I, yeah, that's definitely been a, been a weird... I, I mean, I like him. I like the guy. I, is it the radio I mean, guy? Is it I, Travis? I I should know, but I don't know. It's like Grant left wing three berries it. You know, big, yeah. big on the berries. All right, Simons, go. Simons, um just I'm I don't want to say I'm confused by his play because obviously he isn't a Damian Lillard level player or elite elite guard, like all-star guard right now. Um, but man, he's just been up and down over the last couple of games. I mean, he had those outbreaks against Houston and San Antonio where he had, I think it was like 34 and he had that 140 and 10 game against uh, San Antonio but then the last two he's had 11 points and 15 points and in the last two games he's three of 14 from three so it's not, I don't really have a big thing other than pointing that out like there's I don't know what to say to that um, I think what I'd say is like and you watched his did you happen to watch his podcast with JJ yeah I did that was a good one. Okay, so I love that podcast. One of the best, especially when there's Blazer players on there. Of course, of course. Um, but just hearing Ant like talk about how he communicates with Dame all the time about like what to do with this defense. Like, I think he's still, I think he's still learning. Like, we're, we're just because you get to twenty five points a game, he's obviously because of his recent struggles. I just saw it's down to twenty two point eight. Yeah, which is a little surprising because he was in the mid twenties for a while, but. I don't I think he's still learning how to be like a number one. I mean, look, Dame was an all like he sent a team home in the playoffs in 2014. And four years later in 2018, he doesn't know what to do in a trap at half court in the playoffs. So like it's not you're not gonna figure it out by year four, year five. You're constantly learning, especially when you're the number one option. And you know, I, I would have to go and look closer at these games and see what teams are doing to him, but I can guarantee you they're switching up the looks. And also, I think there is an element. I just thought of this, and it could be wrong. I think there's an element of maybe doing a little showcasing for Malcolm. I think that's very true. I will just say, 
Anthony in December in 10 games averaged 28 points per game on 46 and 40 percent shooting and then in January he's only averaging 19 points a game on 41 36 shooting 37 shooting so I also think it just comes with he comes back guys aren't used to seeing him there's not there's a half of film on him from this year he comes back he kind of everyone now realizes oh this guy can average 27 points per game and now yeah. defenses are loading up even more on him right um, and with so not just to further my assumption on Brogdon possibly kind of getting more usage at this time Brogdon's recent stats like he, he's flirting with triple doubles here like Brogdon's usage is really high like we're going last night 24 9 and 5 I mean you're kind of there 16 6 and 6 23 9 and 7 36 and 7 I mean he's he's playing a lot with the ball in his hands which is good but you know mm -hmm. you also have Jeremy who's you know, needs his touches. You know, I'm, I'm not that worried with Simons. Um, yeah. I would like to see, again, I, it's just tough. I think where he's at is good for me. Um, but of course you want to see improvement or you just want to see every now and then that, like, just to remind yourself, Oh, right. This guy's insane. Like the 40 points that he had against Houston. So mm -hmm. uh, you want to go, where do you want to go next? Uh, we can kind of talk this whole trade with Brogdon thing because we did see a trade go down for a, a guard, a above average guard, and that was that Terry Rozier trade where he got traded for just Kyle Lowry salary dump and a 2027 like lottery protected first round pick. So garbage. Pick. I think that's a a very bad pick. Garbage. Um, you could argue if Terry is more valuable than. Brogdon, I mean, Terry's average was averaging like 23 and a half points per game. He was having a very good scoring year. Obviously, Brogdon brings more to the table in the playmaking playmaking department. And a team like the Knicks, there's a reason they're probably more interested in Brogdon than they are in Terry Rozier because mm -hmm. they need a guard that they just need ball handling. Because I saw a stat today, they're 12 and 2 since they got OG on an OB, but they are not good when Brunson is off the floor because they don't have that backup guard. Um, so again, we keep thinking Brogdon to the Knicks is kind of what's going to happen. And the package I saw on ESPN today when I was reading an article of like six trades they want to go down, it was Fournier, the 2024 first, and a second round pick, which I think is what we should expect. I don't think we should expect a, any young guy to be included. Um, and even if it was like a guy like Grimes, sure, you would want to pick him up because it has more guys in the in the building. But also, like you said, when we were kind of sharing our texts and we were we were talking about it, uh, do we really need another guard? We always talk about it. We don't need a guard. We don't need a guard. And I know you're trading out a guy like Brogdon, but having four guards on the roster is already too many. We don't need to do a like-for-like, guard-for-guard, um, especially with Shaden coming back hopefully soon. I, I don't really know what's going on with Shaden, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm not sure either. Um, obviously, he's injured, but... Right. I I also saw another thing that you could hold you could hold on to Brogdon until the offseason and then his value could be even more because he'll be just a one year deal in the offseason. Um there it's there's a lot of ways we could go. Eileen trade though. Eileen trade as well. Um from my research and just also thinking about the teams that could even do it, I think it comes down to the, I've seen four. I'm going to throw a fifth in there just because they, you know, this team's doing something. So the, the Knicks, yeah. the Knicks are probably number one. 
Then I would say behind them, it's like a tie between the Lakers, the Rockets, and like the Magic, I would say. Whoa, he's going crazy over there. What's going on? Trying to plug in the computer. Trying to plug in the computer and the webcam just went crazy. And then the last one is the Sixers, Sixers. just because they're going to do something. And uh, they need they need another guard who you can trust in the final five minutes of a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, another a guy who can, who can get a bucket. How about that? I'm not saying Patrick Beverly can't, but Brogdon would be definitely a veteran who has had that playoff experience that would be beneficial to any playoff team. And honestly, I think it's going to be the Knicks, like ultimately, because the Fournier contract is whatever. You need to do it's that. It's kind of just like the perfect package at the end of the day. It just seems like it's going to be them. And the um, the pick is great. Pick is in the draft this year, I would assume. Yeah, twenty twenty four. Yeah, which it, it's 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 a bad draft, but LeBron Mike Schmitz to find some gems in the bottom of the draft, and hopefully he did that Please. in like a guy like Repair or maybe Chris Murray. Um, you just gotta hope that more than more than one team is involved. If you can get a second team and then you can get those two teams in a little bidding war, maybe that pushes the price up. And even if that just means one extra second round pick, one extra second round pick is valuable. So. I kind of like when we just took Matisse from the Sixers for like two seconds. Matisse yeah. is going for more than two seconds now. It's just it's, it's good business, you know. Us Blazer fans, we're we're used to uh, marginally getting better. We like building around the edges. That's 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 the Neil Olshay special. Mm. Neil Olshay's middle name is actually marginal. Mm. Um, so you know Joe Cronin is following in his footsteps. I guess I hope he's Neil, not. Here's the first round pick, Everett. Not Everett. Olshay. <laughs> He'll just say, oh. Robert Covington, you make us a lot slightly better. I two first round picks. Larry Nance, you slightly improve us. I'll throw you a first round pick. And while we're at it, while we're at it, let's just protect that thing until 2028 while we're at it. Yeah, that I that was insanely dumb, yeah. but it's fine. I think Brogdon is the only guy moved. I think I think for maybe Matisse or Jeremy. Yeah. The the thing about Matisse is he can veto any trade right now because something in his contract, which is so weird that Matisse has like well, a no weird trade clause. Because like only for the first year, I think. What like if you sent him back to Philly, I don't know if he vetoes that because now you have like Nick Nurse, and I think like Tease is going to be yeah. like, look, if you like actually let me shoot the ball, I'm a decent three point shooter. Yeah, I can I see know. him. I I think obviously that wouldn't be he would he would more he would rather go to Philly than. Uh, Milwaukee at this point, obviously, because he just doesn't want to play for Doc, probably. Right, exactly. Um, but sure. I still think like he would probably veto to Philly just because like he's from the Northwest. Did you yeah. happen to see his um the thing he did on Duop? I didn't watch it, but I saw. I it. watched the first like ten minutes. It's pretty good. It's a, I least uh, yeah, I'm a big Matisse guy. Matisse it's a good story. Guy. It's yeah. a cool story. Um, yeah. I, again, I don't really have many thoughts when it comes to Brogdon, other than. I expect him to be traded and I expect him to be traded to one of the five teams I named. And I think for the fans and for us, if we get a first round pick and an expiring back, like that's, that's the structure of the deal. If you get an extra second, if you get an extra player, like, uh, I don't know. With all this like expiring talk, all this like getting Brogdon off your books, 
getting like basically clearing $20 million right there. Uh, already not paying a lot of guys. I mean, I guess you're still paying Grant and Aiden a lot. I w- I'll be curious to see what our cap situation would be like this summer. Not that I'm saying we would go and sign a big free agent because that's not what we do, but just like we already don't sign guys in free agency because we're Portland, but we also have like never had free agency cap room ever since well, like I'm, 2016. I'm curious if we're going to like try to go the cap space route and like take on ex- like what the thunder did and take on expirings for picks or if we're going to do it the bad way and do it how washington and detroit are doing it where yeah, you sign that marvin bagley to a contract that he should um, anyway let's transition to kind of why we're recording on a tuesday morning and that's because we want to talk about this blazers bucks game damian lillard's official return our only nationally televised game of the year um Oh, are you saying the are you saying the Blazers Heat one got flexed out of the and Blazers Heat one got flexed out? Speaking of the Heat, they were on a seven game losing streak. Wild! It's almost if they had a all star starting guard for their team, they could be better. But they and didn't. Want... They're worse with Tyler Hero in the lineup. To be fair, That's all just I gotta briefly. Say. To be fair, I don't want to harp on this too much or talk about Miami because they don't deserve to be talked about here. Hami Hawkes has looked really good, so yeah. I'll give them that. I'll give them credit there. He's hey. looked awesome. If you guys want Brogdon, we'll take Hami. They went and got imagine Terry. The, imagine the – oh, yeah, they said so dumb. They just – well, still, they clearly need more help because Terry's not helping. They haven't won again. I think, I think they'll they'll figure it out. It takes some they time. Too. They're also, like, notoriously like the Lakers where it really doesn't yeah. matter what they do in the regular season. They can go make the finals as they did last year. They're gonna if they're if they're the eighth seed, which they really well could be, that Boston-Miami first-round series – be wild. It's gonna be cinema. Bucks All Blazers, right. Damian Lillard's return. Are you excited? Are you hyped? Are you kind of just like I kind of want this night to get over with? Or like what is what's your emotion level of that? Have you even thought about it at all? Because I'm gonna be honest, until I saw ESPN start advertising it over the last couple of days, where it's just like NBA Wednesday and it's they show the games that are playing. Never cro- never crossed my mind. Um, I'm definitely going to be, I'm prepared to be a little like, just not sad, but a bit like bittersweet, I guess is the word I would use. Um, gosh, imagine the tribute video. Yeah. And the thing is like, when I watch these Milwaukee games, like, and I'm watching him play, I'm just, I still can't wrap my head around that he's wearing a Bucks jersey, you know, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. Like if. It's just weird how the like trades work because you're like Dame's been in Portland and then your next the next team he plays for it's like Milwaukee. Like when Siakam won a championship in 2019, were you like, oh, in three years he's gonna be playing for the Pacers? Like it's just weird how trades work. Like anyone can play anywhere, I guess. And I don't know. I'm excited for it. Uh, I will be. I'm not actually going to, but I'm, I want to bet like Dame's under points because I think he's just gonna be an emotional just. He's, it's just going to be a tough one for him. Yeah, the get-in price for this game, uh, do you want to guess? Right now on yeah. Ticketmaster, the cheapest ticket. Typically, you know, they're like $5 to get. Uh, Is it in, in the hundreds? It's not in the hundreds. 60 It's like $63. Um, if you wanted to sit courtside for the game, right now you can get uh, one courtside ticket for $3,574. If you want to sit just mid-lower bowl classic seat, 
uh, you're gonna have to pay $450. So this game is expensive. You gotta think it sells out. Um, but then again, like, I'm sorry, even if I was living in Portland, I'm not paying $500 to go watch this game, watch him return. But it will be an emotional night. I will be interested to see what the Blazers do. Something that just like kind of made me mad. We're not mad, but like, just was just like, why didn't you do this, Blazers? Did you see how like the Bucks did a promo where there's like first 10,000 people to come in, get a Dame time watch, like Mm -hmm. fun little watch. How did the Blazers never do something like that? Blows my mind, but it's just like the Bucks. It is, it's cool, but it's also like, I I see why you're doing this. They're pulling out all the stops to keep Dame happy there. Not that he's like ever expresses this pleasure, but like obviously Milwaukee wasn't at the top of his list. He really wanted to go to Miami, but yeah, they they've done a lot of like special giveaways, special like promos. They've also for Dame. just had a lot of drama. <laughs> Yeah, they have. With their coach and just the players and post, with Perry. Yeah, post this uh post the postseason last year, obviously they fired Mike Budenholzer. If you if they could go back, do you think they would have not fired him and kept him? Because like basically do you think Mike Budenholzer or Doc Rivers is a better coach? Probably. I think if they could go back, I think they would have hired Nick Nurse. Oh, yeah. Well, but again, this is when you were saying this about Giannis, like this is what, like Giannis is not going to be held accountable for this, but he kind of should be like, he was kind of, he wanted Adrian Griffin, yeah. right? He wanted Adrian Griffin. Probably. I don't think he wanted Nick nurse. Nick nurse was on his first option and Adrian Griffin was, and then you maybe just, nurse never wanted to go there too. You never I know. don't know. I feel like if nurse, uh, I don't know what nurse wanted and what he didn't want, but when you're a, I mean, of course, when you're the upper management of Milwaukee, you're going to ask your superstar what his input is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you kind of have to do your due diligence of this when you're a superstar. And it's not a great look on the players when you kind of want Adrian Griffin and then you just oust him because you don't like his scheme. Yeah, and then there's videos of, like, them dancing before their game. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was, that was wild. Awesome. That was just a funny video because the dance looked funny. Second off, it was just like... Did you see Jay Crowder in that video? What was he doing? Dude, you know the one player in that video who I feel like is in every like funny dance video? Thanasis? No. no. Campaign. <laughs> yeah, facts. The go Campaign. throwback to the uh the Russ one. The Russ ones, yeah. Nah, that was that was sick. Um, what are your thoughts on Dame returning? Yeah, like I said, it, it honestly never really crossed my mind, but I just know come Wednesday night. There's not many games like this season where you're like, oh, I'm hyped for this game. I'm really excited. But it is a game that like I will be tuning in from start to finish, even though it's a 10 o'clock start and I got an 830 class the next day. I will be tuning in. I will be watching it, like I said, from start to finish. And I just know that the I honestly think that it would be almost more emotional if I was just watching it on the Blazer broadcast with Kevin and Lamar. But since it's a nationally televised game, I think that they're they're not going to like go the whole sentimental Portland route. They're just going to be like, ooh, it's Dame's first game back in Portland. There's not going to be as emotion, much emotional ties. Now, the fact that it is a nationally televised game makes it feel more hyped up. Um but once I see like the tribute video and then everyone on social media saying like, oh, it's so sad. Dame's first bucket in Moda Center since leaving. 
Uh, oh, Dame hits another three from the same spot. He hit a three versus the Rockets. Like, we're just going to see so much of that. And standing ovations and him, like, waving to the crowd. I wonder if Dame gets emotional. He's not an emotional guy, so I doubt it, but... I think, it, like you said, with it being a nationally televised game, I think a lot of that stuff will be kind of behind the scenes more. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think TNT, is it, is it TNT or is it ESPN? I think it's ESPN. E- ESPN. ESPN. Which I, don't think I have TNT so much better, by the way. Yeah, it is. I don't think ESPN, like you said, is going to really kind of get the behind the scenes, like Dame and his old teammates just chatting it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might see like in the opening, like shots, you might see like Simons and Dame at midcourt or something, but yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think I think in a nationally televised game, emotional Lillard, you know, I think I think there's a potential. It's like the Bucks are probably gonna be favored by like ten or eleven. I think it could be a close game and Moda Center's like I'm I'm curious how the Blazers are gonna approach this. Like, are we just gonna like lay down and just make this a buddy buddy game? Are we gonna like you know how like people when 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 Kobe passed like we're gonna honor Kobe by like playing as hard as we can and stuff like that. Like I wonder if we're gonna be like, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna do what Dame's mentality would do and we're just gonna go out and try to win a game. I think it's gonna be one of those games where Chauncey's gonna play like like there's those games where like he plays Scoot 20 minutes, but there's those games where he plays Brogdon 40 minutes like he's gonna do everything he can to win these win this game grant's getting 40 plus for sure and i i just can already see a scoot like scoot on dame moment and that gets overblown like maybe scoot gets an and one on dame and like everyone's like oh oh this is the moment (laughs) something crazy like that yeah that's actually the best takeaway that we can give you guys on what to expect is there's going to be way too many just overreactions (laughs) yeah but it'll be fun because yeah, it it almost is going to I don't know if it's like the closing of a chapter or if it's like the beginning or if we're just like it's another just page in, like in the book. You know what I mean? I think it depends on how the night goes. If it's like it, I, it, seriously, if there's like if nothing but, happens at all, it'll just I feel like it'll be more of like a closing chapter because it's like, OK, finally, we see Dan play the Blazers. It's over. But if like. I'm sorry, but if Scoot goes off. And when I say go off, I mean, like, has, like, 18 points and hits a couple buckets on Dame. Like, as much as I'm like, oh, who cares? Like, that's probably going to stir some emotion in me that's like, okay, this this is interesting for sure. Speaking of Scoot, he had 20 in the fourth last night. Yeah. He had 20 in the fourth. He had three threes. I know it's a blowout, but yeah, he played really well. Yeah. The final thing I want to say about the uh, the Dame thing is, when you knew you were like, yeah, they'll show him like talking to all his old buddies and stuff. But like, sure, there's some guys on the coaching staff and obviously like equipment guys and stuff that he's close with that he'll want to see. But it's really only Ant and maybe Grant because he and Jeremy and like and I don't even want to say it's like Matisse or Sharp because Matisse played half the season. Sharp sure played the full Chauncey. season. Yeah, Chauncey, of course. But like player wise, I mean, there's a reason he only shouted out Ant from the team in that because there's no one on the team left that he really played with. Well, um, and, and also was like his guy for like four years. Yeah. Like, yes, he, I, he was huge in bringing Jeremy to Portland, but mm-hmm. they were of course only together for what a year. Hey, yeah. Just Jeez. weird. Feels like Grant's been here for a while. Dude, Final thing. If you could go back in time when we were like eight and three at the start of last year or 10 and three. Yeah. 
Wild. Um, we would not be talking about what we are about to talk about. And the final thing we'll talk about is a little lottery check-in. Currently, we have the fifth highest odds in the lottery for uh, from our pick, and then the tenth highest odds from the Warriors pick. They are five games under five hundred. They Eight. just had one of those games where that can sink your season, where they sick. lose in double overtime to the Lakers. Probably game of the year so far. It was awesome. Um, Draymond Green was a plus thirty-one in that game, and then obviously the team was minus. 32 when he was off the floor um i did a little okay wait quick quick question did were you watching that game i was watching yeah once it got into like late fourth okay so did you see the draymond that foul on ad where he just clocked him slapped and then like the lakers were like this and draymond was like so funny gosh sorry keep going he even tries to not be weird and he's just he's asking for it dude uh i did a little sim this morning um and it dropped us to the seventh pick ironically it put the uh spurs back at the first pick if that happened again that would piss me off but it would it had us taking cody williams at seven which i at this point i don't know if he drops that far and then the uh, yukon center donovan Klingon at 10 i will sim it right now live on the podcast one more time um and and my internet's and okay, it drops us to the sixth pick and has us taken Buzelis from the G League and then once again Klingon from Kentucky or not or from yeah. UConn. Um, right now, just in terms of mock draft, it's got us taking Cody Williams, who you know is Jalen Williams's brother. Yeah, yeah, so um, solid. Guess who his pro comparison is, by the way, Cody Williams. Is it a small forward? It is a small forward, but he, it's like a uh role playing small forward who's young and versatile Jaylen on a really Williams. good team no oh. worse than that probably Jaden mcdaniels yes yes nice. we'll take that yeah that's a, um, that's a guy i would definitely take um he's i've it's always been like there's this draft is so weird because there's so many overseas guys or guys from the g league um and then you see a guy like Kyle Filipowski in the top 10, and you're just like, I watch him a lot. Is he really a top 10 talent? Um, yeah, we, 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 we can get into that dude Clemson game if we want to. Anyway, oh, at, yeah. At, at, I can saw y'all, can y'all smoke him? Can y'all smoke him this week? That is the plan. Um, um, also, just on the Bleach Report mock draft that came out three hours ago, 10th pick, they have us taking the Baylor Center, Missy. Um, uh, Yves. Yeah, I don't really know much about him. Um, we have two pro, second round picks too. Pro comparison. Pro comparison is good young center. Derek Lively. Good young center on a really bad team. Really bad team. Jalen Duran. Yeah. Take that. It's just it's tough because. Uh, but if if we pick up Cody Williams in the in 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 Missy, I'll take it because you know what they're not guards so. Yeah, I definitely want to like it come this draft. We absolutely have to in one of our because I'm going to assume the Warriors pick will be. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I was going to ask you this. So so obviously Golden State is what top four protected top four protected. So so of course, the perfect scenario is we get the first pick and the Warriors end up with the fifth pick. Right. That's best case. But what do you think is like the best case that's likely like, you know what I mean? I think best case that's likely. Um, I really do think it's not out of the realm of possibilities that we have the first overall pick because um, actually I'll say 
it's going to be hard for us to get the first overall pick because we would, if as long as we're just one of the three worst teams in the league, that would put us at the tie for the highest oh, odds. Four. Probably, is it four or is it three? I think it might be. I was thinking four. That's why I said, uh, let me look up a lottery. I uh, think it's four. Because Houston got bounced out last year, I thought, and they were down there. Um. Okay, so top three get fourteen percent. Four gets twelve point five percent. Five gets ten. Uh, okay. but I, okay. In that case, I really think if we are bottom four, which is not out of the realm of possibilities, I think it's pretty guaranteed that Washington and Detroit will be worse than us. But I really think there's a scenario where San Antonio and Charlotte can pass us. Uh, even though we're four games ahead of them, but I do Charlotte. think we will pull another second half of the season. Charlotte pink, is buns. Pink show. Charlotte is buns. Yeah, but they have had Lamelo Ball miss a lot of games. Uh, they did just trade Terry them. though, so right. But back to your question, best case scenario, I think is like we have the third pick and the tenth pick. Like I think this is the best case we can get for the Warriors. I think realistically, though, I do think the Warriors will probably make the plan. Like, the teams they have to pass is the Jazz and the Rockets. Even though they're currently two and a half games out of the plan, it's just the Warriors, man. They they just do things like this. I think they very well could make a win-now move at the deadline because what is the point of bottoming out? If you're the Warriors, like, you're you're just like the Lakers and Heat. If you get in the dance, you can win it all. Like that's just it's just like that's who the are the best I, who are the best two players on the heat bam and jimmy best two players on the lakers okay yeah they don't have that second player but that's what i'm saying like i think they could definitely go and but who pull. are they gonna they trade kaminga kaminga looks looked great recently trade kaminga and moody for zach levine or something <laughs> I honestly, that's a trade that I could see them making. I'm not saying it makes them better. I'm not saying it makes them a championship contender, but like in I their just mind, don't know. they have Chris Paul on the roster. Yeah, they'll they'll trade him. I bet um, for who? <laughs> who wants Chris Paul now? The Lakers. I'm just saying. I am. I am a salty. I'm salty. I'm I'm praying on the Warriors' downfall. Oh, I am too. But I do think that their pick will probably end up in like the 13, 14. I don't think they get out of the plan because I don't, they'll have to win two games. I just don't so you'll think, think we'll have that. a bottom lottery pick. I think we could, yeah, have a high teens lottery or low teens. Whatever, however I don't know. Say. I'm just, let me do a, a standings look here before we, do you have anything else after this? No, this is the final thing I got. Okay. The standings watch here in the West golden state is the 12th team in the West right now. Yeah. They are one win up, but three games up technically because they had that time off. So they've played, they haven't played as many games. Um, they are one one up in the win column on Memphis. I think um, that's pretty safe to say they'll stay ahead of them. I would assume so. Wow, um, yeah, they've played so many less games. That's crazy. Um, I think right I mean, I think Brooklyn... Like, if Golden State doesn't make the play-in, which, honestly, the only team they could get is Utah. Because... Uh, yeah, they're not getting the Lakers. The Lakers are going to make the play-in. If they don't, that's wild. New Orleans and Dallas are too far, I think. Yeah, and they're too good anyway. So, you're going to have to catch U- Utah. Which which um, is like... Utah, obviously, is not 
a juggernaut here, but are you looking at the standings right right now? Yeah. Okay, wait, don't don't look. I was doing this to to catch the other day. I want you to guess something. Um I think there were three three teams actually. Hold on. Yeah. All right. Can you tell me the three teams in the association that has let me make sure it's three. Yeah, that has a better road record than home record. They're all bad. Well, it's not the Celtics because they've lost one game at home. It's the two Detroit now. Pistons. They've lost two at home. Oh, they lost a second one? Who did they lose to? They got smoked by the Clips. Right, yeah. So I was watching that Nuggets game. Yeah, they lost to... They were down in the fourth to New Orleans last night, too. They might have lost, I don't even know. Um, These Pistons? are all... Yeah, uh, not the Pistons. Blazers? Have, not the Blazers. Hornets? Mm, close. They're identical. There's there Nets. none of these teams are even in the plan. Oh. Um the Hawks. The Hawks, yes. Nine and thirteen at home, ten and fourteen on the road. Warriors? Uh no. Okay, I didn't think so. Um, um We got another East team and a West team. Did I say Spurs? Uh it's not the Spurs. Grizzlies? It is the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are five and sixteen at home, and they're five hundred on the road. They're thirteen and thirteen on the road, which is wow. really good. They played a lot of road games, actually. Oh wow, they're gonna get a home stand. They're gonna catch Golden State. I'm just kidding. Uh, the last one is Washington. Who cares? Um, but I just thought that was interesting. I did see the Jazz are elite at home. They're like fifteen and five at home. Yeah. So look, I think yeah, the draft isn't great, but just having if you have two lottery picks, just kind of. What that it just gives you more options, more flexibility. That's what we you want with your bad last team. Time, last time we had multiple first round picks, we fumbled hard. 2017, traded all of them for Zach Collins. Neil got Bam. Neil, dude. Or D match, right? Or D match. Well, actually, we ended up trading back into the first, I think, and we took Caleb Swan again, which obviously didn't turn out great either. Um, but let's just hope that doesn't doesn't go that way again. Um, we've got a long time until the draft. Obviously, the next big thing is the trade deadline, which is in what is the exact date of the trade deadline? Very very uh, soon. It's like February. I feel like it's it's like February eighth. So February eighth. February eighth. So it's a week from tomorrow. It's or no, a week from Thursday. So, yeah, I think you'll see. I don't think it'll be a ton of news this week. I think when Monday hits next week, it'll ramp up big time. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. But that's all we got. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Tune back into our YouTube channel or just our podcast feed. Uh, sometime by the end of the week, post this Blazer Bucks game, we will give a recap uh, and review of that game. And then trade deadline will for sure have a podcast out post or pre trade trade deadline. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure to go follow our trivia pages if you haven't already. Go subscribe to RCR Trivia on YouTube. We're dropping YouTube videos, long form trivia there. And then of course follow our TikTok and Instagram reels RCR Trivia um, on both of those. The links for those will be in the description. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.